You know, folks, before I even start this week's show, I like to help out people. And I'm going to talk about something very, very quickly before the show starts. Where the yes machine, me, decides to help out someone who needs my help. Now, it's come to my attention that Katy Perry, pop sensation Katy Perry, wants to have a child. And she doesn't want to wait until she gets married because who knows how long that'll be. You know, she's been married before and the marriage didn't work out. And why should she go through that just because she wants to have a child? No, Katie wants to have a child anyway within the next couple of years, whether or not she's married or in a relationship. She wants to be a mother from what I understand, from what I've heard from certain gossip sites. Now, I don't know how true that is. And quite frankly, I don't care. All I know is, Katie, I support you. I support your decision to have that child, whether or not you're married. You're probably one of those people that needs to have the child and doesn't even want the man to be a part of the relationship. And you know what? I, I applaud that, Katie. You should have the option of having a child and not having some jackass around you messing it up and putting in his input. So I want to say this to you, Katie Perry. I support you. And because I'm the kind of guy that likes to give back to the community, likes to help people out that need help, I would say right now in front of my podcast audience, I'm in several countries, the United States, Great Britain, Australia, other countries, and and growing. I would like to say, Katy Perry, that I, S. Anthony Thomas, would make the sacrifice of getting it on with you with no condom on on a regular basis until you get pregnant. See, most guys wouldn't make that sacrifice. Yes, What guy would make that sacrifice? Let's be honest. You think just any guy would want to get it on with a beautiful woman with a fantastic body and millions of dollars when there's no consequences, huh? What guy in his right mind would want to have sex with a beautiful, young, sexy woman with an incredible body and with no condom on and ejaculate inside of her vagina and get her pregnant with no consequences and and, 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 and having no, no no, no problems in the future? They wouldn't do that, damn it. They would want, oh, I want a relationship. I want to be around. No, Katie. You need a guy that's just going to climb on top of you, put in that, put in a couple of good hours work on that delicious body of yours and go, oh, all up in you on a regular basis until you get pregnant. And damn it, Katie, I'm the man for you. I'll do it. I'm disease free. My junk works. And I really, really want to get it on with you. I mean, not because of your being beautiful and young and sexy and all of that. I mean, that's not enough to make me a heterosexual male whose eyes and genitals work want to get it on with a woman. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm very, very picky when it comes to that. But I'd make the sacrifice for you, Katie. So beautiful Katie with a fantastic body. You call up your friend S. Anthony. And I would be very, very happy to climb on top of you or behind you or underneath you. It really doesn't matter. I just want to be in. And get it on with you several times a day, every day, until I get you pregnant. And yes, I will sign over the parental rights. Now, when you're walking around, when the paparazzi's around, I really only ask one thing. Once I get you pregnant, I want you to go... Yes, S. Anthony got me pregnant. He was fantastic in the sack. He has magic genitals. And um, and uh, he dumped me. No, you don't have to say I dumped you. Just let everybody know how great I am in the sack. And let everybody know that it was me, in fact, who got it on with you. I just want people to know that, you know, I, I'm the one that got it on with you. You know. <laughs> <sighs> 
this is really, this is not going to work, is it? She's probably going to want to probably go to some kind of sperm bank or something or, you know, probably have sex with someone she finds attractive. But uh, listen, Katie, if you, if you decide not to go with the whole finding someone that you actually care about or finding a guy you have, you actually find attractive or, you know, you decide to get it on with a random guy with a podcast, I'm your man. So Katie, this junk's for you. Come and get it, baby. Come and get it. Yeah. I'm doing it for you, Katie. Yeah. You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. (laughs) You lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Okay, you sick bastards. I want to talk to you about something. My hands hurt. And my hands hurt really badly. And the reason that my hands hurt really badly right now is because of IKEA furniture. I have nothing against Ikea furniture when it's done. When it's put together, I actually don't mind Ikea furniture. Not a problem. But I'm starting to feel that a lot of the relationships that I was in essentially had nothing to do with the fact that I'm ridiculously cute, which is which I am, or an, an incredible in sack. Click. Also true. But the simple fact that I was dumb enough to allow women to have me come over there and put their Ikea furniture together. Now, these women, it wasn't a conspiracy with all the women. They did the women that I dated. They didn't actually conspire with each other and go, why don't you date him for two years while he puts together your bullshit Ikea furniture? And why don't you date him? Okay, we're going to break up in six months, and then you can start dating him. You have any Ikea furniture you want to put together? Well, you know, he's incredibly cute and also incredible in the sack. Plus, he's dumb enough to be dumb enough to come over and put put together your bullcrap Ikea furniture. And I know I shouldn't take it out on the Ikea furniture. I get it. The Ikea furniture didn't choose the girlfriends for me. I made the choice of some of the girlfriends. I get it. Well, all of the girlfriends, actually. I get it. But come on, guys. Don't you realize that some of the women just keep us around for that? You know the cliche, oh, men need to kill spiders. and They want us for the damn Ikea furniture. If you've ever had a woman dump you after you finished furnishing her house with Ikea furniture and assembling that crap, you now know what the deal was. It wasn't that she needed she grew apart from you. Had nothing to do with it. It wasn't that you, you, you're not the same person you were. Know what you are? You're the person that finished putting together her bullcrap Ikea furniture. And now that it's together, get your punk ass out. I'm mad, damn it. Because I remember one girlfriend, maybe uh, two girlfriends ago, and, and I, I was had I had done a bunch of shows. You know, I just got back to my hometown. I was just dead tired. I, I didn't even have any, any, any showcase sets or anything like that. And a showcase set is a, is a performance of, of a comedian uh, during the week where you, you make nominal money for the performance. But essentially, you're just kind of, you know, keeping your material tight by performing it or working out new material or something like that. So that's what a showcase set is. So I didn't have one of those because I knew I was going to be dead tired because I had done 14 shows in, in like a short number of time, short number of days, and I just wanted to chill out for a little bit. So I'm dead tired when I come home. I just get back. She calls me up, and, and I'm going. I didn't even know who was who was actually making the phone call. I, all I knew was uh, I wanted to look at it so I'll know who to get back to when I felt like it. Okay, and I saw her phone number, and I'm thinking, well, she knows I'm back. <laughs> she calls. When she knows I'm getting home. (laughs) Oh, I know what that means.
Big Daddy's back in dub. <laughs> she needs some Big Daddy time. Now, I'm tired. Now, if any other activity, I'm not doing it. But if your, your beautiful girlfriend calls you as soon as you get back, you know what that means. She went five days without Big Daddy, and now... <laughs> She needs Big Daddy to come on over and give her the good stuff. <laughs> I'm going to call her back. You know what? No, I'm not going to call her back. I'm just going to show up at her house. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I go to the bathroom and I take my shower. Not the regular shower that you have. Everybody has. There's two types of showers, okay? Actually, there's three types of shower. There's the, I just don't want to stink and I'm in a hurry shower. That's that's the first one. The second one is your regular shower where you're cleaning yourself because as a human being, you want to clean yourself. And then there's the third shower, which is the, I'm going to get some shower, which means you make sure you clean every nook and cranny of your body ridiculously well because that other person's face and tongue is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what women say when they're going to go freshen up and then you're sitting on the edge of the bed for 45 minutes. It seems like it's annoying, but it's really not annoying. Let them go freshen up. They know you're going to bear your face places and you want to make sure those places are nice and clean. So when they go to freshen up and it takes seven hours, shut your mouth. So I take my I'm going to get some shower and I give her the phone call. She's not answering the phone, so I know that she's taking her. He's going to get some shower. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to. Yes. I want to give her five days worth of Big Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Ew. So I pull up. She sees the car. I see her looking out the window. She smiles. She lights up. She lights up. Why does she light up? Because she sees Big Daddy in the powerful Toyota Camry. Oh, yeah. I walk up the steps, my special, you're going to get it good girl walk. I knock on the door, I open it up, she smiles. She's wearing a sweatsuit, not the sexiest thing in the world, but quite frankly, who cares? She's going to be naked in about 40 seconds because I'm ripping that crap off of her. And then I realize her hair is tied up and she's sweaty. Well, that could be sweat. I mean, maybe it's, no, maybe she really just jumped out of the shower, so it's okay, it's okay. No, she's sweaty. It's just, this is, this is, uh, uh, what's, oh God, there's Ikea boxes all over the place. Not one Ikea box, tons of Ikea boxes. And as you know, if you've ever put anything together from Ikea, you know what that means. If she has two of everything, you already know the first one's going to take 27 hours to put together. And the second one's going to take you four seconds. Because once you've done it one time, the second one's easy. So I see four things there, so I know each one of these freaking things is going to take it. The first one's going to take an hour. The second one's going to take two seconds. I just ignore the second one because I know that one's going to be effortless. And you just think about the hour you're going to spend with the other four things sitting there and you want to shoot yourself. And I was mad. I was like, oh, this is what you called me for. You called me. Because, I said, I could have done this at any time, but I really wanted to get these done now because I just got them and I really want to, you know, because I need, because once these are done, we want to move, I want to move this over here and this over here. I mean, you want my apartment to look nice, don't you? I want to put this over here, this and that here, I'm gonna lift this up here and put this over there and this, that, and that. Because that's what it started to sound like to me. And I'm getting upset. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm tired as crap. I did all these shows. I was ridiculously tired. And all of a sudden, I get that second wind because I think I'm about to have lots of sex. And I'm like, this is bull. I said, well, you know, she's my woman, so I might as well just get this done. 
So I start doing it and we're having a fun time. I and mean, we're getting a little frustrated because, you know, this doesn't with this and put this on top of that and twist this there and glue this on here, put this and then put the nail in that and put the pipe, the pipe and then we'll put the little wood spikes in here and twist this, put that, turn it sideways and make sure the tracks are on that. Make sure the wheels are lined up. Put this over here or there. Wait a minute. No, this side. No, that side's supposed to go this way. No, 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 no. The smooth side goes in. It does not go in the outside. I've had, who's this? Who bought it? Okay. And then this, that, put, put this over there. Put the twist that, twist, glue this here. Put that there. And then the, and we the go through all of this and the first one looks great. And of course, it took 45 minutes to put the one thing together. Do the second one in seven minutes. Click, 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 click. And that happens. And then, you know, five hours has gone by. And I am no longer, because it was, it, was, it was hard, wet work and sweaty work. So basically, my I'm going to get some shower is no longer applicable. It doesn't work anymore. It's ineffective. I might as well not have done it. And it's apparent that she didn't do it. No, I mean, she didn't stink or anything, but obviously... She'd been working, running around the apartment in these clothes all day because, you know, why iron clothes? Nobody's coming in there. So, you know, yeah. so we finish this crap and I move everything around. I pick this up and move this here and put this up, move that over there, pick this up, this, that, lift it, this, that, put this over here. This. No, that's not put six inches to the right. This left up there. there. I'm like, gosh, that's a man. I keep this is the first time I've actually moved furniture for her. She's as bossy here as when I'm up you know, on top of her. You know, except for the fact when she's not going, you're the, you're the king, you're the greatest. Please don't stop, daddy. <laughs> she does say that. Shut up. So I put the stuff there and everything's cool. And we bang, it's done. It's finished. And the place looked great. And I put all the trash out. And the house looks, the apartment looks great. And everything's beautiful. And I look at the clock and it's 11 o'clock now. P.M. And she's smiling and standing in the middle of the floor, smiling. He's walking around, bouncing around the apartment. Yay! And it's a, you know, sweat, and the sweats that didn't look that sexy before. Now they, they kind of stick into it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna put the marathon on her, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have a little, get a little bit of that. Ha ha! Oh, that was just great. Oh, I'm so great. Well, I gotta get up early tomorrow, so um, you know, uh, let me let me go to sleep and give me get mad. And and you call me tomorrow, okay? Okay, and you. I said, I said, and and and, and at, at that point in my life, see, a lot of guys get a little, or you know, don't want to be. I didn't want to be one of those. Damn it, I'm not gonna get none after all this work. Damn it, I could have done that. But see, if you do that, that's the mark of a dumb guy. If you do that, she's gonna get mad. Well, you can't just come over and help me out. And then what's gonna happen is you're not gonna get any delicious buttocks for like a week. And that's dumb, and that's what a really young guy or a dumb guy or a dumb young guy would do. But <laughs> I'm Miss Anthony. So I said, oh, no problem. Come make me her girl. Nah, you know what? I'm glad that I was able to put this furniture together. I mean, I don't like doing Ikea furniture, and I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't have done this for anybody else, but, you know, you're my woman. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of that for you. All right, you have a good nice rest, and I'll call you tomorrow, okay? And I walked out to the car. I took my... I'm going to get some shower. And I was thinking the 20 minutes it took to drive over there. And I was definitely, I figured it, it according to what I expected, I thought we'd, I'd have gotten some of the good stuff twice. You know, maybe had, you know, maybe even gone to a movie, got some of the good stuff, went to a movie, then got some of the good stuff, and then talked a little bit, got some more of the good stuff, and then left. That's what I planned on having happen. But no, it didn't happen. I just spent hours and hours putting together IKEA furniture. Damn it. Damn you, IKEA wanted to get some of the good stuff and spend all that time with that bastards Ikea which is stupid yes stupid no words on it 
the instruction manual with the stupid cartoon characters and you dumb black and white so you can't tell which side is which and you're stupid then you take all the bolts and put them in a one bag what kind of crap is that if the bolts have different id numbers and you use the id number to tell us what bolts go in the where how about this why don't you put them in separate bags with the id numbers of the individual nuts and bolts and screws on each bag you bastards how about that but no i'm thinking some guy was back to going i'm going to invent a way to make these furniture, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the instruction booklet, I'm going to make it childishly simple, but inaccurate, or it's going to seem inaccurate. It's going to make perfectly perfect sense to you after you've completed it and looked back on it in retrospect. But when you create, when you're putting the product together, you're not going to understand it. I hope some black guy, years from now, goes to his girlfriend's house and sees her delicious body in sweatpants, thinks he's going to get some, and then wind up getting nothing after six hours of putting together bullcrap furniture. <laughs> Okay, that probably didn't happen then, but that's that no probably probably said that, but I I'm I was angry and that's what I felt like happened, so shut up. But I'm a smart boyfriend at the time, you know, I'm a smarter boy. I'm not with her now, by the way, that was a while ago, but I'm a smart boyfriend, you know, and like I said, I gave her that nice sentiment, gave it a kiss on the cheek. I did squeeze her butt before I left. I mean, I had to get something, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm, I mean, come on. And you know, and I'm you know, if you read any of my tweets you know, I like squeezing my girlfriend's button and, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to get into the other stuff. Follow me on Twitter if you want to know what the hell else happens, but you get the point. So I squeezed on the butt while I kissed her and I had to get out of there real quick, you know, because I didn't want to squeeze the boobs. See, if you're kissing a woman and you put your, slide your hand down to a delicious butt and squeeze her delicious bottom while you're kissing her, they love that. Oh, he's so, he loves me. But if you go for the boobs, you're trying to get some, aren't you? See, if you, you have to be cool. You have to know how to feel your woman up before you get in trouble. You know, I, I, I'll talk about that. I think I talked about that in an earlier podcast, how to feel your woman up and get the good feeling of squeezing the delicious buttocks and how to squeeze your woman's boobs without her with her knowing you're just trying to squeeze her boobs and not trying to actually get some sex. I mean, you're actually trying to get some sex, but you're setting up the sex later. Now, that's in my advanced how to squeeze your woman's body and not get in trouble class. I'll be teaching that at the Learning Annex. OK, I will not be teaching that at the Learning Annex, but you get the point. So I go home after that Ikea moment, sitting in the car. I'm having a hard time driving because my boner is blocking the damn steering wheel. And I uh, get home, and she left me a nice message telling me that I'm definitely going to be getting some the next time I go back there, which is exactly what happened. I went back to the house the next day and got it on with her several times. And just to make my point, I banged the crap out of her on a couple of those things she brought home from Ikea. That's right. A couple of the things I brought back from Ikea, I got it on with my woman on top of it. Which was kind of weird because some of the stuff was like, you know, glasses and forks and knives. I I don't know why we did that, but we were into that kind of stuff. It's called it's called a utensil banging, but that's that's more. That's also going to be a class I teach at the learning annex. You don't need to know about that. But the point is, Ikea, make your damn furniture easier to put together. Or, you bastards... What you need to do is charge a nominal fee to assemble that crap and bring it home. Because I would have paid money to, to the Ikea. You know, I really would. Wouldn't you pay money? if you Have you ever put together IT, Ikea stuff? Have you ever? Seriously. You know how difficult that crap is? Especially the first one. Now, if somebody gave you, if there was a nominal fee to put that crap to, together. You know, and to bring it to your house and just drag it upstairs and put it where you wanted it to, you would pay it, wouldn't you? I would. 
uh, it'll cost $50. We'll assemble it and bring it to your house. Whoa, 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 let me get this straight. I paid $75 for this cabinet. And you're going to charge $50 to put it together and take it to my house? Fantastic. Here's $50 because it's worth it not having to deal with that crap. You ever seen them try to ever seen them assemble your stuff at the at the store? I, they, they, there was, I went to a place one time where it was just as bad as Ikea putting that crap together. And they and, and you and I knew looking at the box, I'm going, this is going to be a pain in the neck. And the guy goes, no, for six bucks, he'll put it together for you. I went, six, what? Did you say six? Six dollars. I give you six bucks. You open that box up and put it together. Six dollars, not 60, not 16. One, two, three, four, five, six. The number that comes after five and before seven. I give you that, a five and a one. Six $1 bills. I give you that amount of money and you will put that together for me. Yes, sir. Here's 10. Keep the other four, damn it. And he put that thing together in eight seconds. Of course he did. That's his job. If you put together cabinets all day, every day, it's not a big deal to you. Like my hands are hurting right now. This guy's hands ain't hurting anymore. He's putting the cabinets and the cabinets and, and dresses, drawers and chairs together all damn day. I'm sure his hands hurt when he started doing it. I'm sure his hands hurt when he would be, did it the first time. But now three years later, because the guy's been working there three years, he told me. Three years later, he, his hands aren't hurting doing that crap. He's built up enough hand muscles from doing that bull crap. And that's why I gave him the four extra dollars. He put that thing together so damn fast. I was like, here's $6. And, oh, you're done now? Okay, great. He even helped me carry it to the car because I gave him four extra bucks. Most other people were too cheap to chip to chip the bastard. I gave him the four dollars. He took it out to the car. I gave him another five bucks. Damn it. That's right. I said it. Put it in the back of the thing. I took it home. Dragged it up the steps. Bang. No problem. So the moral of the story is Ikea, you bastards. Make your shit easier to put together. I know it's easier for you to make uh, 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 those stupid assembly instructions with no languages in it. That way you don't have to keep, you don't have to print up these big, thick books, one in Japanese and one in French and one in this and one in that. I understand that. But I'd actually, I'd actually give you five more dollars, even if you if you don't want to take the uh, the initiative, my friends, to make sure that you come up with better booklets. To, 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 you know, uh, I will, I, they should have, you should be able to order Ikea furniture in two ones. One with the crap instructions that everybody knows you have. And then for another $2, you'll give us instructions that actually will help us. I'll pay. I'd give you $5 if you gave me an instruction manual with my furniture. Or just raise the price of the damn furniture $3. Nobody's going to notice that crap because it's inexpensive anyway. Raise the price 3 bucks and give me a damn manual that I can use. Nobody's going to go, listen, we're going to give you this manual that's going to make you want to stab yourself in the neck and jump out of a window while shooting yourself in the head and, light, in the head and lighting yourself on fire simultaneously while holding a grenade to your nuts. Or you can spend an extra dollar and 50 and you can get an instruction manual that comes with your crap that you can actually read and it'll speed up the process and it'll make sense and you won't want to do any of those things. How many people out there, I'm asking every last one of you, how many of you would spend an extra dollar fifty or extra two dollars with your Ikea crap to make sure you get some stuff that'll actually help you put that crap together? Of course you would, damn it. So I'm calling on you, Ikea. I'm calling on you, even if you put it on the web and I have to download it at home myself. Give me an instruction manual that I can use, you bastards. None of that crap with the little stupid cartoon character that looks like he got rejected from the schoolhouse rock cartoon from the 70s. Get that crap out of there. 
and take your nuts and bolts, damn it. And if you have, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm coughing on the anger. If you don't have your, if you have the, the nuts and bolts, label those bastards. I don't want them all jumbled up in the same place. Because if you do that, <coughs> no, and I'm not editing out the coughing either, damn it. This is the Yes Anthony Says podcast and I go live to recording. I don't cut out crap. Put those nuts and bolts in different bags, damn it, so we can know what we're dealing with. I care, you bastards. Get it done. I have spoken. Hey, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes. Uh, let me ask you a question. See if I'm the only one that feels this way. I'm starting to feel like I'm getting old and I don't like it. Now, I'm not talking about physically old. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problems where I, you know, I'm, I'm huffing and puffing and walking up the steps. You know, none of that crap. You know, the doctor's like, oh, we're going to have to do that. No, nothing like that. It's one of those things where you realize that you're... People always say things like, you know, uh, the first thing that starts to go when you get older is your... Uh, and they start mentioning some kind of physical problem that everyone has as they get older. And, and you expect that, you know. But what really, and like I say, even if, even like like uh, even if you have a hard time seeing, like say, you can't read the aspirin bottle because you know because you're getting a little old. You can read, you can read everything else. You have no problem with the other thing, but it's like really tiny print, you're having a problem reading. Okay, you kind of expected that. You know that you get to a certain age, you get a little older. You may need some glasses, whatever. You know when that happens, I won't. You know, who cares? All right, you know that's coming. No big deal. No, but no, because no one can really know about that. Because it's not like people are randomly walking down the street going, "Hey, I can't tell how old you are." But I'll be able to tell in a second. Read the back of this damn aspirin bottle in lit in dim light. You can't do it. I knew it, you old bastard. <laughs> That's not going to happen, okay? So, what you realize is it's not that you become physically old first and you start noticing the physical infirmities. It, it's not that. Before that, what happens is you become societally old. That's the part that sucks. You understand what I'm saying? And you start noticing because you turn on the radio and you hear one of your favorite songs and you're like, yeah, all right, and that's an oldie. And like, hey, hey, no, it's not an oldie. Don't you dare call that song an oldie, you bastard. It's not an oldie, damn it. That song is still hot. <laughs> but it's not. And you start noticing when you get to a certain age and you don't even have to be old anymore before your songs start showing up on all these stations. You know? And it just kind of pisses you off because then you go, wait, man, if, if my song is an oldie and I ain't that old yet, what the hell do they call my mother's, you know, or my your uncle's, what, what the hell do they call the music that they listen to? Because if I turn, and that was a song that S. Anthony likes and it's now on the oldie station. Yeah, let's go to a song that is uh, this, uh, a song that's from his mother's generation, but it won't be on this station. We have a new station for songs from those for people of that age. We call "Damn, Your Ass Is Old." Good Lord, are you sure you remember this song? Do you remember anything? Damn, which is really kind of an insulting way to name a station. But that's a funny thing, man. You start to feel societally old first. You know, you start to make good decisions without even having to, you know think it out your brain just does it certain things that you know under normal you might have done a couple of years ago and it never even occurs to you a couple of years ago you start to do the thing and then you go no 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 i know you want to i know you want to get that cab but do not 
try to jump over that park bench. I know it will save you about a minute and a half, and you'll be able to cut the cab off and catch the cab, but do not do it. And a year before that, you would do it, and maybe you made it, maybe your foot clipped, and you go, oh, God, and you, and you just barely make it, and you go, I'm never doing that again, or you miss, fall over and bust your ass in front of people, and people go, you really shouldn't have done that. It ain't like you're young as you used to be. But the brain of the person that you are now, you look at that park bench and running and jumping over it never occurs to you until afterwards when you catch another cab because you're like, I guess I ain't going to catch that cab. <laughs> Lord, no. <laughs> but then you catch the next cab and you're going, you know, if I had jumped over that park bench 15 minutes ago, I could have caught that. What the hell? No. You're societally old. Your brain is telling you. You're not young, but you're not old. And there's certain things, damn it, you don't need to be doing. And certain things you don't even need to be thinking about doing. Right? When you're younger and you see you and you do you're working in a college town and you see these gorgeous 19, 20, 21, 22 year old and if they're going for graduate students and you get the 24s and the 25s and the 26 year olds that are hanging around. Back then, when they walked up to you, how you doing? And you knew that they wanted to get it on with you. They they just thought you were so hot to have to get it on with you now. Now you can't just get it on with women anymore. Because after a certain age, when a woman gets it on with you, she's already thinking, I wonder what our kids are going to look like. I said, oh, wait, well, can't we just get it on? Oh, no, 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 I'm beyond the just getting it on stage. We're, we're, we're getting married and having children, or at the very least, I'm moving into the damn house that you're living in. Because this is the, we are, I am not, mm, you are beyond that, sir. These genitals have glue on them, and as soon as you go in, you're stuck to them. Um, okay, all right. Because you're not that young anymore. You start noticing when you get in line at the supermarket and there's a guy, a handsome young man in front of you and you're a handsome man-man, but he's a handsome young man and the girl at the counter is like, flirting with him and you're accidentally touching his hand and you get up there and she's sweet to you too. But it's almost like she's doing everything except reaching across and pinching your cheek. You're so cute, older guy. You're so cute, older guy. Maybe my mom might like somebody, a young piece of beef. Maybe I'll introduce you to my mom. You'd be a young piece of meat for my mom. Uh, get off me. Damn it. I don't want to be a young piece of meat for your mom. I want to be, be, be a piece of seasoned meat for you. Stop laughing. <laughs> you know? I started noticing when I would walk around stores. And it's really weird because... You know, and it's 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 a bad thing to, to, to experience, and not to bring everything down. But as a black dude, you know, when you go to certain places, and you walk around, and even some kid did a did a vine that became very popular, where he was actually there was a lady that was following him around a convenience store, and he kept uh, recording himself and catching her showing up in the photo behind in the video behind him, and then he busted the last lady. See, she's following me. She's following me. And the lady jumps out of the frame, and it became a very popular vine. And this is not a new thing that brothers get followed around stores. It's not a new thing. It really isn't. But what is new to me is no one does that to me anymore. I was in Target today, walking all through the electronics section, whole lot of small stuff. Now, I know there are cameras there. I understand that. And maybe you're going, well, maybe they didn't do that because there were cameras there. Trust me. It doesn't matter if there are cameras there. When they want to follow you around, people will follow you around whether there are cameras there or not. 
Trust me, because I've been in situations where there were so many damn cameras around. I'm going, why is there a security guard here? And they still had eight dudes looking like they were looking at stuff. I said, why are the same eight guys pretending to look at stuff every time I go someplace? They got security cameras there. What do they do? And it didn't matter. Now, not only do they not follow me, I can actually look up, look up and watch the security cameras be turned off. Uh, that, yeah, he ain't taking nothing. Look at him. He's not young anymore. Turn off the security cameras, the black dude, that black dude right there. Yeah, yeah, he's not young. Turn off the security cameras. He ain't taking nothing. I saw him pull up in his new, uh, he pulled up in a Camry. What the hell is he going to steal? Look at him. He's, he's, look, come on, the dude drove a Camry to the place and parked properly. You understand? He ain't taking anything. Do me a favor. Everywhere he goes, turn off the security cameras so we can save on electricity. He ain't taking nothing. <laughs> and it's the truth, man. It's really weird when you start realizing you're getting older, you know. So part of it is kind of fun because you start getting respect from the young people, you know. Oh, my God, did I just refer to people as the young people? What the hell is going on here? Oh, God, I am getting old. Oh, man, what's it going to be like when I'm actually old? See, it's okay, I guess, when you're actually old. Then you just go, well, I'm old, forget it. But when you're not old yet and you can see it coming, that's the worst part, man. Because you know that the physical strength that I have right now... I'm pretty much near the end of being this strong this fast. I know it. I know that very soon I'm going to be at the, the, the roller coaster is going to be coming down the other side of the mountain. And it's not going to be about getting strong and maintaining. It's going to be about slowing down that train to the inevitable. Now, I'm not there yet, but I can see the top of the mountain. And I know very soon I'm going to be at the top of it. And then I'm going to be sliding down the other side. And the only thing I got, it's going to be like, you know, I remember when, when I was a kid, we used to have big wheels. And it was a big wheel was a little toy that you would sit in and, and it didn't have it had like a flat seat and a little back to the little back brace to the seat. And you could basically you just pedal and pedal and pedal. And there was a little stick kind of like an emergency brake to the side of the toy and you would pull it back. And now uh, the idea behind the stick was not to slow the vehicle down that you were pedaling. It was actually to make it spin. So the faster you would go, the faster you would spin which, of course, is a really, really dumb thing to give to children. Hey, kids, why don't you go up to the top of the hill and get on this device that's going to make you go faster than you would have normally fallen because of gravity? And then what I want you to do is I want you to grab this stick and then pull on it, which will then rocket you into a 360-degree circle, you know, so you don't have any control over the, over the device and maybe slam you into something hard at a high rate of speed because, let's be honest, your dumb, your dumb asses aren't going to wear helmets. But one day I had one of those when I was a little kid and I'm pedaling, 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 pedaling. And I was, I didn't want to spin around. That got kind of boring after a while because I got kind of good at it. So I wanted to just slow the thing down when I finished racing down the hill. So I would stick my feet down and I actually scraped my sneakers until they were flat. On the front, they were flat. And of course my mother really loved the fact that she just bought those shoes and now they were flat and I had to go buy other shoes. So... Yeah, I think I think um, I think I should be getting that big wheel back. Let's see, this is 2014. I think I should be getting the, that big wheel back. Maybe tw maybe uh, 2020. Although I think I'm probably a little too big to ride it now. But the point was, I used to I stuck my feet down to slow down the process of zipping down the hill in that big wheel because you're going faster and faster and faster. And that's what I have to do. And that's what we all have to do when you start becoming older. You're coming down the other side of that deterioration hill and you want to put your feet down 
try to slow down that process. But just like with that big wheel, you can try if you want to, but you ain't going to do nothing but wind up with scraped up shoes and messed up feet. But you try anyway. You see people are older, they start taking supplements and start taking all these drugs. I'm 80 years old and I have the body of a 20-year-old. Yes, because your body is 80%. You know how most people's bodies are 70% water? These dudes' bodies are 70% steroid juice. You know, what difference does it make that my, my genitals shriveled up to the size of so small that there's now a black hole between my legs sucking in planets? That doesn't matter. I look great. I mean, it's not like these women are going to bang me anyway. <laughs> and even if they don't want to bang me anyway, I'll just aim my black hole that's now between my legs because of the crushing of the genitals at, at such a high rate of speed, just like when planets implode upon themselves and create a black hole and the gravity is so intense that even light can't escape it. I figure if I take my pants down, I can slurp the women towards me and before they go into the black hole, I pull my pants back up and then I got her. <laughs> God, these steroids probably make me a little crazy. What the hell am I talking about? That's exactly what these old dudes are like. <laughs> You've seen those those pictures of the 80-year-old guy with the body of the 20-year-old. Come on, man, stop it. Stop it. It's it, I mean, just be just be a, a fit old dude. Because of like a, a you ever see like an old dude who's in just in good shape, not Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was 20 shape, but like a really fit old guy. He goes to the gym, he lifts his weights, he keeps himself toned, he runs, he enjoys his life, he has a good time, and maybe his wife is exactly the same way. She keeps herself in shape, she's toned. She's not trying to be 25 years old again because you can't be 25 years old again. If you wanted to be 25, if you wanted to be 18 years old again, if that was possible, I wouldn't want to be 18 again. I want to be that stupid because I was a real dumbass at 18. But I would like to have that health and vitality and be able to maintain it, but you can't. The only thing you can do is maximize what you got now, whatever the hell that is. Unless you're a tub of shit, then you better start eating right and exercising. But it always amazes me when we see people that just can't, you know, I'm just accepting the fact that I'm going to get old and uh, <laughs> turn into a tub of shit and then die. No big deal. Happens to everybody. But it's better to just start admitting that that's what's going to happen now instead of being one of those jackasses who tries to fool themselves. I mean, it, stop with the toupees, dog. We know it's a toupee, dog. If you're 73 years old, you don't have black hair. You could be the healthiest human being on the planet. Your hair is not black. Let some gray in there. You're fooling no one. You're 63 years old. 19-year-olds with perfect dental plans don't have teeth that white. Calm down. You're fooling nobody. Have a cigarette. Drink some coffee. Make them look like regular people's teeth. No one gives a crap. All right? Lady, you're 64 years old and you smoke. We know you had surgery on your face. We know. We know. We know you're having Botox. Just go grow old gracefully. If you want to have Botox, have a little bit of Botox. Leave a little bit of wrinkles on your face. Look like a human being. Stop pulling your mouth back so much that you look like a fish that's putting his face on the side of the fish tank. Stop that crap. Stop with the titties with the titties of a 19-year-old. Come on, man. Who are you fooling? I'm not going to play with your titties. And the man you've been married to for 80 years, he knows what your titties actually looked like. He can't do nothing with them anyway. Oh, he can do something because he had 16 Viagras? Okay, well, fantastic. You sit there and pharmaceutical yourself and surgery yourself to happiness. Now, 
What I do want to say is, and actually that's so far in the future for me that I'm not really necessarily worried about it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a hypocrite. Because if, if somebody says, listen, uh, S, you're now 92 years old, you still look good for a 92-year-old, and you're very, very wealthy, which I better be, damn it. And these really hot young women want to get it on with you. But you're going to have to, but they said, you know, the attractive, you're going to have to have surgery on your face and take these boner pills. But if you take these boner pills and have surgery on your face, now granted, they're gold diggers and they're just going to bang you for a while until you croak and you leave the money to them. But you will get to bang them. I'm taking the boner pills and taking the surgery. Yeah, I said it. So what? Why not? Now, you're probably going, but you just said Stop taking the boner pills and, and all of that kind of stuff unless it's medically necessary. Stop trying to, and don't do the stupid surgery. Yeah, but I'm talking about people that go over the top. You know the people that go over the top. You see that all, you know how many times you when you would turn on the television and you see a starlet or an actor that had so much surgery and you're going, you do realize you were handsome or good looking or and she was gorgeous already. You had surgery when you looked great. Why would you have surgery when you look great? That's like LeBron James right now breaking both of his legs so he can have his surgery to make himself five inches taller. It doesn't make any sense and it ain't necessary. It's not necessary. That would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? You know, if everybody just tried to enhance stuff that wasn't necessary to enhance, and we, which would essentially illustrate how dumb it is to do some of these enhancements. <laughs> just imagine that if LeBron James listen um, uh, before I played with the Cleveland Cavaliers I realized that I have to have some surgery oh really LeBron is there some, something wrong did you did you break your leg is something wrong with you I mean, is there some kind of genetic problem that you need to take care of because if it is you know, we're gonna, we'll wait for you. you Know, you take your time to heal yourself uh, no 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 I know I'm the best basketball player on the planet but I feel that if I was actually seven inches taller I'd even be more dominating so I'm gonna have, you know that surgery that people have when they have problems with their height because of some kind of medical problem and they want to at least get to a what they consider to be a regular height where they have both their legs broken and they extend their height by about well I'm going because I'm rich and I have the money to do it I'm going to have surgery and I'm going to enhance myself and I'm now going to be seven foot twelve and that's how tall I'm going to be yeah and I'm actually going to have rocket rocket propulsors propulsion put into my ass cheeks so when I dunk I can actually dunk from the other side of the court that's a new thing I'm working on because I have the money to do it. But uh, you're the uh, best basketball player on the planet. Yeah, but I, I want to be even better than that. Well, that sounds dumb, doesn't it? The same way, I'm not going to mention the actress's name, but there was an actress that was on television. And this woman was ridiculously hot. I mean, just, to the, she was the kind of hot that makes guys say, that makes guys sound like they're in pain whenever they see her. You ever see a, you ever see a guy, a, a lady that, and, and guys go, oh! When they see her, because it's like, oh, God, oh, because I, I don't know why guys make that sound when a woman is that hot. But but it's happened to me on occasion because I was driving and this lady was walking down the street and I went, oh, I'm sitting there going, this lady who, who doesn't even know I exist, who's walking down the street, who doesn't even see me, had such an effect on me that I actually sounded like I got hit in the balls with something. Because, oh, God, oh, I said that because of how hot she was. And that's how hot this actress was. I mean, she literally, like, every time she came on the screen and she would come on during her little her sitcom, the whole audience went, oh, God, oh, and they knew she was coming. It wasn't a surprise. They came to see her, but the physical manifestation of her yumminess made them sound like jackasses. And now introducing blah, 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 oh, God, oh. 
So that show goes off, and I don't know where she is. You know, I, I you know that show was cool. And then I see her on another show. I'm like, oh, that's a lady from the other show. Cool. She's she's a funny actress. It's going to be cool to see her in a dramatic role. And um, so when she coming on the screen, that's her right there. No, 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 right there. That's a lady that has her, her whose mouth is so wide she can actually stick her tongue in her own ears. No, that's actually her. What the fuck did she do to herself? She is young, and she chopped on her face. What the fuck is that? Everybody's afraid of getting old. Everybody thinks that whatever they are is not good enough. Well, it is good enough, damn it. If you have some kind of deformity, if there's something wrong and you need to take care of it, yeah, go ahead. If you're an old guy and there's something that can enhance you and make you feel better and stronger and more vital, go for it. You know? But don't be so afraid of getting old that you let it turn you into a jackass because people want to sell you some products. That's all it is. They want to sell you these stupid products, so they'll put on some dumps. They'll put some jackass in a in a, in a in a in a in an ad with his shirt off, and he has the body of a twenty year old. But they don't tell you later when he dies of a heart attack because there's eight because there's forty seven pounds of steroids in him or some other kind of concoction that's in his body that made him look great but killed his ass in six weeks. They don't tell you about that part. They tell you about these little facelifts on TV. Oh, you can have a facelift. You can actually go to McDonald's and then go get the facelift and be back to work the same day and no one will notice that you look 40 years lighter, younger. And you look at the TV commercial and you see the side of the picture where the before picture where she's frowning, she has no makeup on it. And you see the other side with the after where she's smiling, she has her hair done, she has makeup on, and they got that, that stupid lens on the camera that you can't even tell if it's the same person. And then a whole bunch of people go off and do that crap because they feel that there's nothing, something wrong with them because they don't look like that. Get the, please. People look, looking different is cool, man. Looking different is great. Being unique is great. Why do you want to look like everybody else? I don't want to look like anybody else. I don't look like anybody else. And when I get old, I'm not getting anything done. Unless it'll get me laid, then I will get something done. And I know at that point I'll probably still be podcasting at some point or whatever the the uh, the equivalent of it is at that particular time. And somebody's going to go, yeah, but back when you were younger, you said you weren't going to do it. And by that time, hopefully they will have ray guns because I will then shoot that person with a ray gun and evaporate them. Because they should have they should have not gone back that far just to make me look bad. Why would you go back that many decades just to make me look like a douchebag? person in the future if you're listening to this shut up i'm old now i'm old and rich now damn it and i want to nail young babes and the only way for me to nail young babes is to get them around me long enough for my personality to take over and when my personality takes over the panties come off just like when i was younger damn it i don't have the looks to just attract so many women i mean i'm cute i mean come on i'm looking at myself in the mirror right now hold on me me me, 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 me. Look at those dimples. Good God, I'm cute. If I, I hold on, let me, let me, I'm actually going to rub my own chest. Oh, yeah. Back to you. Shut up. Let me be, damn it. I'm an old man now. This is young me talking, the future person who's looking back at this podcast to use it against me at a time in the future. Shut your mouth, damn it. I want to do what I need to do to get what I need to get. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, no. Don't worry about it. Just get older. Enjoy every second of it. You can't be young again, so don't even try. Just try to maximize whatever the hell you are right now and enjoy it. You're never going to be 20 years old again, okay? You're never going to look like you looked when you were 20. Doesn't matter. Who cares? 
it's all good, man. I mean, let's think about it. You're listening to me. You're listening to the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, and I am S. Anthony. You're listening to me. That already proves right there that you got great taste and that you're an intelligent person. I mean, right there. You should feel happy about that. I'm listening to S. Anthony. I'm obviously a person of discriminating taste, of sound mind. I know what you're thinking. How did you turn trying to make me feel better into a way to give yourself compliments? Yeah, well, that's what I do, damn it. (laughs) Hey, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes. You know, I want to talk to you about, uh, we're going to go back to the Ferguson situation. And I just want to look at it from a different perspective this time. And what I mean by that is, let's just kind of calm down and slow down a bit and look at things. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. Now, what happened essentially is, uh, since the last time I recorded something was, obviously they released the name of the officer that shot um, Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. And right around the same time, a videotape was released of someone doing what looked like and what probably could have been most a strong armed robbery of a of a, maybe a convenience store or a gas station or something along that those lines. And many of those times, many times uh, those places kind of look the same and every neighborhood has those places. And he saw a large man grab some things and walk out and be menacing toward the cashier. We'll stop there for a second and we're going to go someplace else. Now, what happens, what, I, what I've noticed is, is that uh, people in the media always f- conveniently take out context and, and just completely ignore it when it comes to what's going on uh, with these specific situations. You know, uh, uh, they focus on the looting and, and things of that nature when, quite frankly, robbery hap- is something that happens all the time. And quite frankly, the overwhelming majority of people who were involved in the protest and Ferguson, Missouri, were peaceful people. What should be focused on, essentially, is the simple fact that now you can't tell the difference between footage from an American city and footage from a war zone because, essentially, it's the same equipment. Our police have become militarized. They don't have military training, um, as you can see, because many people who, who I've read and have seen over the course of time say that, essentially, when you are... In a battle zone, your gun is down until you're ready to fire it. Now, there's a bunch of people that are saying no justice, no peace. They have no weapons. Their hands are in the air. And they're just regular citizens. There's really no reason to aim weapons at these people. You know, in many cases, there's no reason for that. In most cases, there's no reason for that. You know what? Quite frankly, let's just say it. There's no reason for that. They don't have weapons. What's the deal with the tanks? And the... (laughs) And I'm seeing people just unload these these plastic bullets. And although they're not lethal, when something is fired at you at a, at a high rate of speed, it's going to cause damage to flesh. You see people with gigantic holes, gaping holes, bloody holes in their faces, their necks, their backs. These are people that are basically saying, you know, we really would like it for you to not start shooting people. And then they get shot by the same people they were saying, please don't shoot people. You watch the press conference from the chief of police and then you hear the talking heads and essentially they do the same thing all the time. They always try to do disgusting character assassinations of the victim. 
It's very similar to what happens when a woman is raped, and it's very clear she was raped. There is no doubt about the fact that she was raped. There is no way you can say she was not raped. You just can't. This lady was raped. And then when they go to trial, what happens? Instead of trying to find out whether or not this person was the person that did commit the act that did happen, which was the rape, a lot of this a lot of uh, the focus is on tearing down the character of the woman who was raped. And no one finds that disgusting. She's on stand. She went to this traumatic thing where hum her humanity was trampled upon. And then you have some, and what were you wearing? And why were you wearing that? And why did you smell that way? Hmm? And why did you dance that way? And, well, and how come you kept bending over to the pool table? And, how, and uh, uh, there's a picture of you kissing the guy. And there's a picture of you holding the guy. And there's a picture oh, well, you. And then, he, and then you called him and you said that. And you wore, is this the revealing dress you were wearing? And, this, and did you do that? They couldn't pay me enough money to do that to somebody. I'm sorry, I just couldn't do it. Nope. The same way you couldn't pay me enough money to go into one of these talking head programs or these cable news programs and say disgusting, disparaging things about this young man who is shot dead. Two bullets in the head. And several others in the body. Well, there's pictures of him with gang signs, and well, here's a piece of videotape of him taking some cigars. And here's, and what about this? What about that? And what about this? What about, you know, what about he did take the cigars? What about he did? Do we give the death penalty for taking cigars now? It's been established that the police officer who pulled him over had no idea about that. And then they say something else which is completely ridiculous. Well, I was there was somebody who said a big black guy took some cigarillos and then I saw a guy walking down the street with cigars. So you've never seen a dude walk down the street with cigars? Really? You've never seen a black guy walking down the street with cigars? That That's, that's new to you. Somehow you connected those two. Come on, man. And even if that was true, you didn't have to shoot the dude. Come on, man. Come on. His body was already assassinated, and now you got to have to go through this situation where they assassinate his character. It was the same thing with Trayvon Martin. They assassinated his character. It was the same thing with this other guy and that other guy. They always assassinate the character of the person. But when I watch these shootings where people are walking in the movie theaters with machine guns, I don't hear those kind of things. I don't hear, uh, oh, he was a troubled man. He's just, come on, man. We know what the deal is here. Much like the woman who was, a, who was assaulted by, who was raped. You can't attack the character of the victim. You can gather information. But in this instance, you, you don't shoot the guy. You just don't do it. You don't get a bullet in the top of the head because you were fighting someone. You get a bullet in the top of the head because somebody was trying to kill you. There's nothing that makes rape something that's, that's justified. I don't care if the woman is on her back with her legs open, pointing to her vagina, saying, come and get this. And you're just about to put it, go up in there. And she goes, you know, I changed my mind. Now, that's frustrating to have all of that right there and you can't go. But it's her choice. It's her body. If she doesn't want you in it, you don't go in it. In fact, if she's in it and she wants you to now get out of it, you have to get out of it. If you're inside the woman, she's going, I, I, no, stop, please. The second she says that, get the fuck off of her. And I know it's frustrating that you really want to be really one son, man. And she's, and now she changes her mind. Oh, man. You know what you do? You go home and you go, dang, that was too bad. You don't rape her. Doesn't matter what she's wearing. Doesn't matter how many times she bends over in front of you. Doesn't matter if she's walking around with a G-string. Doesn't matter if she rubs your balls all night through your pants. She doesn't want you in her vagina. You don't go in her vagina because that's rape. 
doesn't matter what the boy's wearing when he's walking down the street. Doesn't matter if he got his head turned sideways. Doesn't matter if he's six foot five, eight foot twelve. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he's walking down the middle of the street. Doesn't matter if his pants are sagging low. Doesn't matter if he says, you know what, officer, why don't you come out this car and suck my dick? Even if he says that, you still can't shoot the dude. If you're afraid to confront this person, if you're a regular sized guy and this guy is humongous and you're like, you know what, I would try to put some cuffs on this bastard, but this motherfucker is huge. I don't want to deal with this because he may be able to overpower me and take the gun. That's why you have the walkie talkie on your shirt. It's called calling for backup. That's what you do. That's what a that's what a police officer who doesn't want to kill this person does. They call for backup. But he didn't do that. You don't shoot somebody six, seven, eight times because you're not trying to kill them. This is the same police off. This is the same police organization where they found a guy with a certain name. They pulled him over. I mean, he was actually sitting on the side of the road. They ran the plates because he was on the side of the road. They, they arrested him because he had the name of someone who had committed a crime. And as it turns out, it was the same name and a very common name, but it was a different middle initial and a different social security number. And the same police organization, what did they do? They beat this man till he had a concussion, until he was bleeding over all of their uniforms. And then what did they do? They charged him with destruction of property by bleeding on their uniforms. Really? See, many people in, in regular life, when they are egregiously wrong, when they're just wrong, 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 or wrong, 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 and all the evidence tells them that they're wrong. If I walked outside right now and I see a guy and go, hey, man, you're the one that stole my car, and I walk up and I beat the crap out of him, and then the guy walks around the corner who's wearing pretty much the same thing, and he's the one that did it, I can't go, yeah, well, uh, he, he was walking by and he touched my fence, and technically his hand was over my, inside of my fence, and that's technically my property, which technically means he was trespassing, which, and I felt, I felt threatened. I felt threatened, so I had to beat the crap out of him. No, you don't get to do that. You know what happens to you? You go to jail. Or some punishment happens. Even if the person goes, you know, you whooped my ass, but I can understand how you felt that way. You know what? You take, I'm, I'm, you gonna have to pay, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do anything that's gonna, you know, put you in jail. But there's some consequences to it. You don't get to get away with that crap. You can't get away with it if you have a messed up uh, uh, back. Uh, if your street's uh, uh, crooked, if the cement in your street is crooked, and somebody trips on it, you can get sued. There's some consequences to it. But that's not as bad as shooting somebody a bunch of times. Cursing at people. If you're wearing a uniform, no matter what the uniform is, you could be wearing the, the lab uniform of a of a the lab uniform of someone who's performing surgery. You have a responsibility over and above regular people because you have someone's life in your hands. You're a surgeon. You can't go. Well, you know what? I really don't like this guy, so I'm just gonna let his heart. Uh, I'm not gonna put his heart in. Just hold the heart in your hand till it till it stops working. Then put it in and then say he died on the operating table because I don't like his hair. You don't get to do that. You know, if you're a pilot, you're going, I really don't like the people like that. You know what? Depressurize the cabin back there. Well, we'll be okay up here. And then when all those people get sucked out, then we'll get to, yeah, we're going to do that to them because I don't like, I don't like their religion. You have a responsibility, man. Everybody from police officers, bus drivers, anytime you have somebody's life in your hand and you're in charge of that person and the uniform signifies you have the charge over these people, you have a responsibility to the people that you are in charge of. Your responsibility is at a higher level than the average citizen. 
you're expected to be more responsible. And when you wear a police uniform, you should be more responsible. Yes, I know you see the dregs of society on a regular basis. I understand that. I mean, I don't understand it to the point where I understand how you feel. I can empathize. The majority of the times people call you, they're not calling you because they want to give you cupcakes. They're calling you because two people are whipping each other's ass or somebody's robbing something or something horrible is going down. I understand that. I understand how hard, I understand that your job can suck sometimes. I get that. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you get to do horrible things. It doesn't mean you get to get away with things like that. You got that job because you're you supposed to be trained. And even over and above the training, just take the training out of the consideration. Take the fact that you have the hand-to-hand the -hand and the, the, the you know training and you have the authority and you're wearing the uniform, you got the bulletproof vest on, you got the guns, and even in this situation, you got the high-caliber weapons and the tanks and all of that. If you take all of that out of the equation... What's inside all of that stuff? What's inside the tank? What's inside the bulletproof vest? What's inside the shirt? What's behind the badge? What's behind the nameplate? Is a human being. And every time you come across a human being, even if you think they're the dregs of society, in many cases you're running across someone who has had who has a problem. Even if it's a, if it's a horrible piece of shit person, you just arrest them and let the court do what they do, and you go back out and find the next piece of shit. But just remember. Everybody's a human being, man. Think in terms of just kind of step outside of yourself, officer. And think about if you were not you and the person being approached was someone that you love. You know, it's not it's Michael instead of Michael Brown, it's Michael insert your last name. And that's your son or your daughter or you. And a police officer comes up to you and does whatever they do. And somehow someone you loved winds up dead on the street. With half a clip of bullets in them. They had no weapon. When they're lying, they're dying. Not that far from the front of their house. And then the whole neighborhood comes out. All these people that know you and that person's parent. And that in this and this and this scenario, that person's parent would either be you or a relative or a friend has to sit there and watch the blood drain out of the body of someone that was at your house the other day playing PlayStation or someone that gave you a hug at Thanksgiving. Someone whose diaper you changed. Somebody who used to wave to because they lived next door and he was a nice kid. And, hey, how's it going, man? Now they're dead in front of you because somebody didn't like them. Not because of something that they did but because of how they looked or their melanin count. If you can step outside of yourself and do that, look at that person on the ground and think in terms of what if that was your son, how would you want them to be treated? Or your daughter, how would you want to be treated? Or your nephew or your cousin or your best friend's son or your best friend or you? How would you want them to be treated? I think that's one of the main problems we have as a society just in general even over and above this specific horrible circumstance there's many people who can't look at the boy on the street whether it be Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown or any of these other people who have these unfortunate situations of, of running apart upon some person who cannot see the person as a human being 
who have a bias against this person, so much so that their life is meaningless because they can take it away so easily. These police officers, I bet somebody, I bet these police officers have a dog at home or a cat, goldfish, bird, some animal. And it would kill them if they went home and that animal was not alive. Somebody ran over your dog, you'd probably cry. Or your cat, you'd cry. Or your bird, you'd cry. Somebody went in your house and smashed your television, you'd be upset. But that's just a bird, a cat, or a television. Not your son. It's not someone that looks like you. I've said it in many podcasts before. These boys look like my nephews, and my nephews have committed no crimes and have done nothing wrong. All they do is go to work. One of them goes to work and takes care of his kid. One of them goes to work, goes home to his girlfriend. And my little, my, my other nephew's not a teenager yet, but he's heading toward it. But I have to worry about it. My sister has to worry about it. My family has to worry about it every time they go outside. That someone's going to look at this guy who's actually just a regular guy. Intelligent kids, even though they're not kids, going to work. And when they come off from work, their pants are sagging a little bit. And they got their head cocked. They had their hat cocked to the side. And they got loud music playing in the cars they purchased with their money that they got at their jobs. And you pull them over. You don't know what it's like to have to tell them uh, on a regular basis. This is how you act when the police officer pulls them over. You don't have to do that. It's a horrible feeling. And then when you then when these things happen and you have whole cable stations and radio stations and people on the internet and people in magazines and newspapers victim, victim uh, demonizing the victim. They're essentially demonizing through that victim everybody that dresses like that and looks like that, which includes my uncle my uh, nephews now, me a few years ago, my uncle 20 years 20 30 40 years ago. It could have been any of us. got to realize as a society that in many cases, the poor or minorities are the canary in the coal mine. The same militarized police that can shoot this African-American because they don't like him or because they're afraid of him or because they're less than. That kind of attitude, that kind of lack of humanity doesn't just stop at the melanated. It can't just stop at the melanated. It can't. Because then, once that's done... Who do they go to next? Right? You see people on these these stupid news programs. Well, I've gotten pulled over by the police and they've, they've done nothing to me. That's, <laughs> all you need to have happen is the same way there's a police officer that doesn't like black people or Latinos or Asians or poor white people or the same type of feeling, the lack of humanity. What about you run across a, 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 a police officer? Sorry about sounding like Porky Pig there for a second. What if you run across a police officer that does not like rich guys, that thinks you're a bunch of pricks? He tried to get into the company, the, the country club, couldn't make it in there because the assholes, in his words, assholes like you. You look like the asshole who 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, fucked his girlfriend. You're driving a car. He wishes he had that car. And what are you doing to get the car, you prick bastard? You probably had everything given to you by your parents, bastard. That hatred exists too, you know. And what if he pulls your rich ass over and he hates rich people because he thinks you're pricks? 
and then you move your hand a little too fast. Because rich guys, well, they can afford guns. They always get away with things. Rich guys, these rich guys always get away with stuff. These bastards. Well, you're not going to get away with this this time, huh? You're not going to get away with this time. Well, I, I don't, how dare you pull me over? I have a gun in my car, and it's licensed, and it's... A- you have a gun, do you? And the next thing you know, you're laying in the street with six bullets in your ass. Or your son is laying in the street with six bullets in his ass. Because his dad's rich and he doesn't have to put up with this shit. Wouldn't be too funny then, would it? You wouldn't be you, you wouldn't want your cable station to spend day after day, hour after hour, host after host, demonizing your son or your daughter or you. You wouldn't like it. And even though I can't stand the people that are doing this. I don't hate people, but I can't stand what they're doing, and it disgusts me, and it makes me feel something. I refuse to let myself hate people, but I'm getting as close as I possibly can because of these people, because of the hatred that they're spewing towards these people. I don't want to feel the hatred for you who do this, but you're making it hard. But if that was to happen to you, I'm sure that host after host, hour after hour, newspaper after newspaper, you wouldn't like it if they demonized your son. Well, I know he's a rich kid, but he did have a a history of cocaine abuse. I mean, his father is a special correspondent for News Station X, and his father's a newspaper man. His father's a rich yachting exec. His father's rich and this, that, and he, he has had cocaine abuse uh, in his past, he he went to rehab a few times. Maybe he was high. Maybe that's why the police officer shot him. Well, he does have an alcohol abuse problem, maybe, and he has been in fights because of alcohol. Maybe he was he the police officer pulled him over and pulled him out of his Mercedes and he took a swing at the cop and the cop had he, he's six foot four and he's he's on the junior varsity team. I mean he he plays uh he plays uh, uh he plays a uh, soccer and he also plays rugby. Oh, he's a big six foot two rugby player. I mean, what do you expect this five ten police officer to do? He had to shoot him forty seven times. Wait a minute, what happened to the camera on the front of the police car? Uh, yeah, uh, Officer Johnson's cap, a police a cruiser's camera that would have seen why he shot the kid a bunch of times. Uh, it happened to not be working at exactly that time. Really? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Wouldn't be so cool then, would it? Wouldn't want to be writing these smart addically trolling comments on Twitter and You wouldn't like the newspapers doing that to your son. So don't do it to these people, son. Don't do it to to, to these people. Character assassination is never a good thing. Neither is assassination. That's not a good thing either. Just have some compassion for people. Show fine facts, actual facts, not facts that fit an ideology. Just find actual facts and give that to the people. No, we're, we're intelligent enough to make our own judgment about what happened. But all I would ask people to do is have some compassion. Just look at these people laying in the street, dead, and realize, even though right now it's African Americans and poor whites and Latinos, but right now African Americans for the most part is happening to African Americans the most. Realize that we're canaries in the coal mine. Where the canaries in the coal mine. It can happen to you too. 
and then uh, I don't think you'll like it because I don't like living like that. Sucks. That's all I got to say. Okay, you sick bastards. That has been this episode of the Yes Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys very much for listening. Um, especially you cats who are listening every week and you and you cool cats that go on these big listening surges on the weekends. I really appreciate that more than you know. Um, the home base for the podcast, for those of you listening for the first time, is santhonysays.podbean.com. And if you prefer to listen on other locations, I'm also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and iTunes. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at, at S. Anthony Thomas. And, of course, for the podcast, the podcast-specific Twitter page is at S. Anthony Says. And the email is uh, the S. Anthony Says podcast at gmail.com. I just want to say more than anything else, thank you very, very much for the kind words. Thank you for listening on a regular basis. Thank you for your retweets and your uh, your reblogs and all that kind of stuff. Special shout-out to my podcast homies. Uh, you know who you are. Um much love to you all, and I want to say I will see you next week when we will speak. The only other word I can think that rhymes is geek. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to stick to comedy and podcasting because uh, I, I will never be a rapper. I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it, damn it. <laughs> much love to you all. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate your time. S. Anthony out.